0: This is the Wicked Tasty Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Burkhardt. In this episode, I have the honor of speaking with Mignon Francois, owner of the Cupcake Collection with locations in Nashville and New Orleans. With only $5, Mignon began baking for neighbors and friends and has now turned that $5 into a business that has sold over 5 million cupcakes and done over $10 million in sales. Mignon, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me, Dan.
0: I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, I've been watching a lot of videos. Of interviews you've done, podcasts you've been on. Uh, you have a fantastic story and I'm excited to unpack all of that with our audience and, and share it with them. Before we do that, I just want to put a quick plug in for Hannah Schneider Media for letting us use her new podcast studio over here in East Nashville before it's actually officially been opened. Um, by the time this podcast airs, it should, it should be open. So for any other local podcasters listening to this episode, You can learn more about Hannah's studio by going to hscmedia.simplybook.me to learn more about pricing and schedules. So with that kind of out of the way, let's talk about cupcakes and let's talk about business.
1: (laughs) That sounds sweet.
0: So I want to first start by saying that when I heard that there was such a thing as a sweet potato cupcake, Mm -hmm. I wasn't a believer (laughs) that it could be good. And then... (laughs) You guys actually invited us out to one of the events you had earlier this summer to try some of the ice cream sandwich cupcakes that you were launching for the summer. Yeah. And out of the four that we tried, that was far and away my favorite. (laughs) So, I'm officially now a believer.
1: Yay! That's one of the things that I love about people trying the sweet potato or taking the sweet potato challenge uh, because we challenge them to get out of their box, out of their comfort zone and try something new. I'm a girl that if I come to the wedding and there's not white cake with white icing, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Like, I love white cake with white icing. But the sweet potato cupcake causes you to come out of that sort of sameness Mm -hmm. and that's what we love about the sweet potato challenge it gives people a chance to try something that they would never have tried before and they're always so pleasantly surprised by it i have never experienced anyone who says oh i do not like it uh, that and that's pretty amazing
0: so when my brother comes down to visit he's like the pickiest eater I'm gonna make him eat it I'm not gonna tell him what it is because uh-huh. he wouldn't eat it if I told him what it is gonna so uh-huh. make him eat it and we'll uh-huh. film it and we'll see if he likes it okay and we'll we'll tell him after and we'll get like, that reaction hey, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like I said you have a fantastic story and why don't we just sort of
1: start from the beginning okay you know tell the audience who you are and How your journey began. Yeah, so I'm Mignon Francois and I am a mother of six plus one. Um, and it's very important to me that I always say it just like that. But uh I just wanted field trip money to make ends meet at our house. I was always the room mom so that my children could go on the field trips for free. Uh, but I wanted something different. I wanted what I was watching all the rest of my neighbors have. And that was electricity <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, and water that flowed out of faucets just because you turned on the spigot. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i a Christian woman, um, a devout religious person. And I was praying for an answer. And I just felt... I heard God say, make cupcakes, but it was in the voice of, you know, a financial guru on the radio (laughs) who people were calling into the radio station screaming, we're debt free. And I wanted what they were screaming about. And I heard him saying that you could get out of debt. You could change your life, uh, by having a garage sale or a bake sale, like decluttering your life and getting rid of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that really, really resonated with me and I wanted that. So I thought, well, I could have a bake sale, but I don't know how to bake. (laughs) And so I went to my two little girls who were 10 and 16 at the time and said, what if we opened up a bakery? And they said, sure. But shortly after getting involved with it and buying my little three by three sign that said bakery coming soon, my oldest daughter let me know. Um, Hey, I actually do have a plan that doesn't include you. I'm going back to New Orleans. And so she moved back to New Orleans where we're from. And without her, her little sister wasn't interested anymore. So I felt like I had told the whole world that I was going to open up a bakery and mm-hmm. I needed to do whatever I needed to do to make that happen. Because, like, if Mignon tells you she's going to do something, she's going to do it and she's going to do it big. Mm-hmm. And um so I decided, well, I'll call on my grandmother and ask her for help. And my grandmother began to tell me how to make a cake over the phone, but she doesn't have recipes that are written and she doesn't measure anything. Um, My grandmother would have been personified by the movie, The Help, being that she didn't have much more than a fourth grade education. She could read, she could write, Um, but what she did was take care of people. What she did was make cake. What she did was um, bring love into the community where she lived. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I knew where to find what I needed by calling her. And she said, open up your hand, put that much flour, you know, put your fingers together. And she went through every ingredient like that for me. And it was my first successful cake that I ever did make. From there, I started... Sampling it out, I started doing a market test <laughs> and it's so funny, like I didn't know that that's what I was doing, right? I just was trying to make it. I was trying to survive. I had been to college 17 years earlier, attempting to get a degree um, in, go- in biology and then go on to medical school, but I couldn't apply the science to the human body. But right now, in that in that moment, I was able to have a light bulb moment, an aha that said, oh... This is scientific theory right here. Mm -hmm. This is you test an idea and you change one thing and you balance equations that you're actually going to be making chemical reactions. So the things that were happening in the lab that I was just going through the motion 17 years before, now all made sense to me. And now I'm about to turn my kitchen into a real life scientific lab. And so I started going out and testing the market. As they would take down one house and put up apartments, I would stop the real estate agents who had clients with them and say, Hey, I'm across the street. I've got a bakery coming soon. I don't know what I'm doing. Will you try my product? And they would. And they became my first customers. They would knock on the door and ask for more.
0: And this was all out of your space in Germantown, correct? And that was before yeah. Germantown was the Germantown that yeah. people know it. Yeah, yeah, before
1: people even knew to call it Germantown. Like I, I, remember when we first started saying the words Germantown. It was. It's always been just North Nashville, or how the people in North Nashville say it, out north, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and so it, it, it became. Well, it was always sort of established as Germantown, but it wasn't a a word that people had been Mm -hmm. using. So we were a part of the beginning of that.
0: Yeah, you sort of planted, you, you guys are one of the core pieces of that neighborhood. And I think one of the things that's inspiring to me is when I've heard you talk in other interviews, when I've read about you you take pride in the fact that you're a part of the community. You're doing this because you want to give back to the community. You want to help mentor those who can then follow in your footsteps and go on to do great things themselves.
1: Yes, like that is the pillar of what the Cupcake Collection actually exists to do. Our vision for the Cupcake Collection is to be a lighthouse in the community for what good business looks like. Mm -hmm. And we want to light the way for other entrepreneurs to follow on this path that we forged, we don't have a long heritage in our community of entrepreneurship. We haven't had access to it. it. It's just now becoming within the generation that I am in that we have full access to opportunity, and it will be in the generations that follow me that you'll see the op the first sort of mega opportunity for wealth transfers mm-hmm. uh, across a community. And so it's not that we don't know how to do business. We may have never actually seen it done. We know how to work or we know how to go to work or we know, um, we, we know that well, and we have ideas and we have plans we may not have many generations of examples of Mm -hmm. people who had the opportunity to just drop everything in. For example, take a gap year. Yep. You you know, (laughs) while while you decide what you want to be, you know, when you grow up. And this is the first time in our community we're being able to see um, children take a gap year and it not mean something negative. So I'm excited to be a part of Germantown. People said no one was ever going to stand in line for anything gourmet in that neighborhood, that you should find someplace else to go put this because go where they're expecting it. They're never going to expect it here. And I'm so grateful that I didn't have enough to go follow where everyone else was telling me I should go Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what I would have done. I mean, I actually was trying to afford... A commercial space somewhere else, but I couldn't afford it. And it ends up being a blessing that I couldn't afford it, that I had to work with what I had to get to where I wanted to be. And it has been the best location. I couldn't be smarter to be there.
0: It's funny because, like, I'm new to Nashville. And when I think of Germantown, like, that is arguably probably the nicest in terms of fine dining neighborhood in, in the city. So like Mm -hmm. to imagine it as a place where people are saying, no one's going to come to this part of town for gourmet food is, is kind of funny. The, the store that you guys have over in Germantown now, is that the actual original shop or have you relocated?
1: That's the original shop. It's the place where I raised my children. The, the store front of the cupcake collection Mm -hmm. was the man cave of our house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's just the place that we had an extra door That led into the property. And so at the time I was married and my husband had his pool table and all that stuff in there. And he said, if you'll be serious, I'll give up my man cave for this venture. And so I said, I'm going to be serious. Because I had many ideas before. Mm -hmm. Um, And while my mother would always say, Mignon, stick to something. I learned throughout this process of becoming successful that it wasn't that I needed to stick to something that I actually had a gift of ideas that ideas just came to me. All of them weren't to be used to be businesses or to be profitable. Some of them were meant for me to give to someone else or just to have practice, Mm -hmm. um, or to be an example for something else. But, um, I just learned that I had all these ideas for a reason. And so he was like, if you're going to be serious, then I'll give this to you. And so, i I vowed to be serious because it was a serious situation if we're gonna take down your big screen t v <laughs> and get rid of your pool table. We needed to sell that at a garage sale anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned that you are using this business as an opportunity to teach and almost as a way to pass down to your your family and to your employees your knowledge and your money and, and your resources. One of the things that stuck in my mind from the first conversation that we had together, it was a quote I wrote down and I apologize if I, if I'm butchering it, butchering it here, but it, it I think it was a very profound quote and I want to read it and I want to mm-hmm. get your reaction and maybe you can expand on it. Okay. It, we were talking sort of about, you know, how, and just to kind of preface it a little bit further, we were talking sort of about how you're, you've been a trailblazer that there hasn't been a lot of opportunity for Black Americans, particularly Black female Americans, Mm -hmm. to look up to a role model or have someone, you know, say, "Hey, my grandfather, my grandmother did it this way. Like you are that person. You get to set that example." And what you said about that was, "We may not have the same amount of money or resources, but we all have the same amount of time." And I think that really stuck with me because. For people who may feel down on their luck because they don't have the money, they don't think they have the money to start the business. They don't think that they have the resources or someone that they can tap to say, hey, can you give me this advice? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we also have the same amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not an equal distribution of money uh, or wealth, but there is an equal distribution of time. Mm-hmm. And it just matters what you're going to do with it. And I love saying this, time flies whether you're having fun or not. Right. And it just, the difference was, what did I do? With the time, the Bible talks about being able to redeem the time. So we can't get back time that we lost, but we can make things better in the time that we have. So the way that we pay homage back to the time is to treat it better as we move into the future. And I think that's what we're doing here. We, you know, I I wouldn't like like scream my own name and say, "Oh, look to me, right?" But I want to be an example for other people about what they can do. If they just believe, Mm -hmm. I have this strong conviction that money only works because we believe in it, Mm -hmm. that it simply is paper, that what makes this paper different from another paper? Yes, of course, there are all kinds of characteristics that that are embedded into this piece of paper, but it all works out to be fibers, right? Mm -hmm. And what makes these fibers any different from another fiber that's used to make a shirt or a dress? or some other thing, some inanimate object in the world, except that we have put our belief and our faith currency into it. And it's in activating our faith currency that we will get performance. I just believe that it's not money. It's not knowledge of your industry. It's not experience. It's the belief that you put behind what it is that you do, the belief that you put behind your work that will perform for you.
0: Mm -hmm. And when you went in to start the Cupcake Collection, you had an MBA, you had a degree from the top culinary institute in America, right? No, not. (laughs) You learned it all. I
1: I got, I got my, my, I always tell people I got my (laughs) MBA from the School of Hard Knocks, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, I heard someone say a PhD is poor, hungry, and determined. Um, And that's, that's what I, that's exactly what I was, poor, hungry, and determined. I had a degree from college. I had my bachelor's degree, but I didn't have my bachelor's degree is in photojournalism, mass media, and psychology. <laughs> it has nothing to do with cooking. I just um, heard this morning on the radio that the Barefoot Contessa, that she was a business analyst. Now, she is one of the country's most celebrated chefs and has so many books that she has coined and wants to tell everyone that you should follow your purpose in hopes that you get the just get the chance to do it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that's actually been an underlying theme between every entrepreneur I've had on the show so far basically every entrepreneur I've had on the show so far everyone who started their business they didn't have a degree in what they're doing like I've had people on here who've you know have a barbecue restaurant, and yeah, he knew how to cook barbecue, but like he learned from 30 years of entrepreneurial experiences and other ventures before he moved into restaurants. Yeah, I've had people who just left college and they've never had an experience running businesses and now they're running their own like donut business. So it's really cool to see in here. That you don't need a college educate well. You don't need a college education to necessarily be successful. Yeah, yeah, maybe it'll help, but that you don't need that resource. You can do it by learning.
1: Well, the great thing about what I believe about education is it's all a big gigantic book club. Mm-hmm. It's it's like an isolated opportunity to read and discuss topics, mm-hmm. and you can do that. Outside of the walls or campus of a university. Mm-hmm. Now I'm all about getting an education. Yep. I'm 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 so wanting to have my accredited PhD one day. Um, but I just don't want people to be discouraged and think I can't do what it was that's in the inside my heart. Like we all wake up in the morning with a calling and a purpose, and who decided that it had to be stamped? By an accreditation mm-hmm. uh from a d- de- from a degree in order to say that you're worthy right we i i love working with Lipscomb University. Um, with their business as mission program, and they do this thing where they go into other countries and they help to plant the seed of business, and then they take business students that are here in in America and they take them over to other countries and they apply what they've learned to give it to someone else who would never have access to it, mm-hmm. and, and 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 they see that as their mission showing the love of Christ, right? And so those people where they're leaving it are in the four walls worth of an education. Mm -hmm. But they're getting educated from the school of hard knocks that someone is being generous enough to pass something on to them. And they're just smart enough to open up their mouth and receive it.
0: Yep, yeah. And that wasn't me trying to discredit education. I also agree that education is important, but I think the point was there that having an education a formal education a piece of paper that's stamped saying you are accredited in xyz doesn't isn't shouldn't be a prohibiting factor from someone starting a business you can learn from like you said the school of hard knocks yeah. by doing
1: and that's that's what i stand to represent you know every one of us knows that if you get a degree from something that everyone will listen to you that you can get in the door your foot in the door with your resume but it's not a guarantee Yep. You know what I mean? And so the, so we know that going the traditional formal route works. I just stand to represent the non-traditional ones. Mm-hmm. I stand to represent that there's hope for you too. When you don't have enough money to go get that education, you don't have the resources that it takes because maybe you're like me, you're a mom that has children Mm -hmm. and right now your priority is to those children and maybe my opportunity is gonna come when my children grow up Mm -hmm. or maybe my opportunity is gonna come after I finish taking care of everybody else and I'm just here to represent that, that small voice, that one voice that doesn't have the opportunity to say, hey, I did it, I did it while I was raising my children, I did it because we were hungry and that we were desperate and we wanted something better for ourselves. Like, if everybody else was getting it, doggone it, I deserve to get a piece of it too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things we, we touched on this earlier is that what you're doing through the Cupcake Collection, you also do this on your personal time as well, is you've been a mentor to the people that work for you. And some of them have gone on to do amazing things. Like, mm-hmm. they've gone on to work in James Beard Wedding restaurants and uh-huh. the JW Marriott, you know, HR positions at, in large, you know, running HR in large corporations. Yes. And these are all students of yours or kids of yours, mm-hmm. as sometimes I think you refer to them. Can you just talk a little bit more about, you know, how, your mission with the Cupcake Collection and, and how you're helping these young people and, 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 you know, what you're doing doing with them?
1: Somehow I always seem to get someone into my life that's going through or been through what it is that I've experienced. And I'm always their biggest cheerleader saying, No, you don't get to die on my watch. Like you don't get, your dreams don't get to die on my watch. So what are we doing today? How much have you worked towards your plan? And, I'm on them constantly about growth. We have a certain amount of limit that says after a certain time, you have to go out into the world, get your big girl job, get your big guy job, and then maybe you can come back after you've learned some things. But each one of them that have left have grown and have climbed the ladder of success. And they always come back to the cupcake collection to make sure that it's taken care of. I truly believe that you don't, get something without first giving something mm-hmm. that you give something in order to get. And it's in the keeping your hand open that, yes, things are going to fall out. Yes, you're going to lose some stuff, but it also leaves your hand open in order for you to receive. Mm-hmm. I have grown so much from these people that I have pushed out the door and told them, no, when you jump off this ledge, you're actually going to fly. And I have grown so much as I have listened as they've come back and they've told me that it was the time that you that you said, no, you're not coming to this job today. You're going to go down to that library and you're going to stay there until you know this information. Or it's that time that I said, no, you're not coming to this job today because you're going to go back to that professor and you're going to tell him that he's going to listen to you and he's going to give you another chance to rewrite and you're going to do it with humility and you're going to carry cupcakes with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. I think that a lot of times we're afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, we're we're afraid to tell anybody what's on the inside of our heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the greatest thing that I've been able to be, a place for people to land, a place for people to, to feel safe, to bring their dreams and talk about them. And when you have an accountability partner, when you have somebody else who knows what the deadline is, Mm -hmm. then you work a little bit harder to get to that because you don't want to disappoint them because you don't mind disappointing yourself. But you don't want to disappoint them. So you're going to work so that you don't disappoint them. And I think that's the greatest thing that I've been able to be to to my team is an accountability partner and a place for them to flex their muscles. Like the person who handles our um, social media um, and does uh, sales for the company started out with me at 19 years old as a freshman at, uh, at Lipscomb. And she came to me and said, hey, Mignon, I think that we could do so much better on your social media platforms. I mean, there's so much we're leaving on the table and there's this new platform called Instagram <laughs> and you <laughs> need to get it. And I was like, okay, we'll do whatever you want with it. And now she's grown it to thousands of followers mm-hmm. to a YouTube channel. And now she travels with me <laughs> different places that I go um, and sort of keeps my own schedule and does so much more for the company than just, creating instagram posts that's amazing yeah tanisha who's in
0: who's in the room with yeah, us right tanisha, now Tanisha,
1: who's in the room right <laughs> now shout out <laughs>
0: <laughs> this concludes part one of my episode with mignon from the cupcake collection to hear the conversation continue check out part two